Hello, and welcome to the Soul Set Podcast. This is a space designed to motivate and inspire you. So please take a moment and pull back from the craziness in life and focus on you. Because when you do, my friend, you will be a force to reckon with. I'm Sherry Belmar, your host, and thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be holding an interview with Randall Anderson, a pastor slash entrepreneur. And Randall's going to be sharing some insights from viticulture or better said, cultivating grapevines. And you don't want to miss this interview because Randall's going to be sharing agricultural principles that are going to be so helpful to you as you frame your daily outlook towards the circumstances that you currently face in life, it is going to be so helpful. So let's get started and let's get into today's interview. Welcome. We are on our 12th episode, folks, and we have a special guest for you today, Randall Anderson. He is not only a friend, but he's family. We are officially in-laws as of September. Our son uh, married his daughter. And actually, last September, we were all sitting around the table, and he began to share about a family venture. And I thought it was so interesting. I said, Randall, I would love to have you on Soul Set when we get up and running. And here you are. So welcome. Right. Yeah. I feel honored. I invited Randall um, on because he has uh, more knowledge than I do about growing a vineyard and also harvesting grapes and just all the process. And I'm just fascinated with agriculture because in agriculture, we can learn so many lessons that we can apply to our life. And I just thought it would be so awesome. So that's why we have him on. But first, I just want you to share briefly a little bit about you, Randall, a little bit about your background. I've uh, been a pastor, well, preaching since I was 17 in ministry all along, started pastoring at 30 and pastored for a good 20 years, a break uh, for about a year and a half. And my wife and I got into flipping houses during that year and a half. Okay. And that was a wonderful experience. But uh, back in 2010, we bought a little farm and just started experimenting with everything from raising chickens and pigs and cows, and then started to plant in a vineyard. We're in Virginia, and um, one of the crops they uh, need around here are grapes. And so we thought about just planting some grapes, hired a consultant. Uh, if I know more than you, it's only, I only feel like maybe just, you know, a day ahead because I can <laughs> teach you what I know in about one day. Uh, but it's what we observed. We hired a uh, vine dresser, a, a gal that came out. And uh, she was amazing and some tremendous lessons. And so for me, it was as a pastor, I'm always looking for illustrations, right? And so, uh, and there was just so many of them in agriculture. And that's, that was the reason we got into our start into farming was six uh, hens in the backyard. And uh, that's how we started. And, we, and I started because I just had this epiphany one day while I was reading the scripture that so much of the scripture was. So many of Jesus's illustrations 
right? Had the, an agricultural background and I had no experience with it whatsoever. All of my. Was that one of the things in that motivated you to begin with? A... Yeah, that was it. And I don't know why we started with chickens other than we just, you know, I knew if, if one of those got loose, it would be different than a big bull or a, a hog or something. But uh, yeah, go. so we got chickens, so they, they seemed easier to handle. And um, so what made you get into uh, the vineyard? Well, we had ground, so we bought uh, a, a small farm for out here, 40 acres. Now, it's a, it's a whole lot, but as farms go, it's a very small farm. But we had some ground. If the ground is just sitting there, uh, it's sort of like a, it's like money not being invested. And so we planted, was it 700 and some vines out there. Okay. So as a pastor and an entrepreneur, right? You're flipping yeah. houses and with yeah. your farming endeavors, we're talking about lessons. So why don't you just yeah. go ahead and take us through the lessons that you feel like we can apply to our life through the vine. A couple of things that I you know, that stick out right away is the first is the ground. It all starts with the ground and breaking up. There's a verse in the scripture talks about breaking up the fallow ground and fallow is not bad. It's just ground that hasn't been used in a long time. And so one of the first things we did is uh, we were going to plant in the spring, but that preceding fall is when you start on the ground. So you work on the ground about six months ahead of time, really just a big, long, if you've seen like a backhoe, uh, with teeth in it, it's, this is just one big long tooth, and you're just dragging it through the ground every month, and just busting it up, busting it up, where these vines are going to go. So um, every every month, you're working the working the ground. It's not just a one time. Yeah, just just prepping it for the actual planting. So we're not planting anything yet till we break the ground up, because you have to get it to release its energy that it's holding. And how do you think yeah. that like applies to our lives? Yeah, right. Uh, most of the time, you know, I can speak for myself, the things that I felt like have been rough or not pleasant ground that's just sitting there is it's good to go, right? Dormant, uh, but it's comfortable and it's, you know, whatever, it's unchanged. And so most of the time we like that. I mean, I, you know, I gravitate to things that stay the same. Because when you break something up, you don't know which way it's going to go. And, but it's but it, absolutely necessary. When you shared this like in our show notes, one of the things I just thought about is how in our own lives, okay, we this potential in the making. And so when things start to break up our plans, our, our dream, yeah. we resist that, correct? Yes. What do you have to say about that when we're like holding on to, to our stuff, right? But the, the plow needs to go through and break it up. With change and when it's taking place, whether it's something we volunteer for or it starts to happen to us, that's really when there's that anticipation, anxiousness. What I've noticed when it comes to change or you can't avoid this breaking up, you can't avoid this phase. It has to take place. It's not pleasant. Uh, it looks a mess when you look out there, but and the seed has goes before. Right. It's the like the seed, seed hasn't, hasn't even, yeah. even been planted yet. It's just, right. when I look at this, I'm seeing the process. I'm seeing yeah. we need to have patience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Patience. <laughs> Absolutely. I've noticed this with change and people are always anxious about it because we're not guaranteed the result. 
and yet you're going through this whole process. You're guaranteed it not to work if you don't do this. You know, what it's going to be, we're not for sure, but I can guarantee you it's not going to work. You, you just have to go through it. So what would you tell the person that's out there and feels like they're being torn, torn apart? You trust the process. What I notice about change is it's not small, it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be obvious to you. Because if it were small, easy, and obvious, you'd have already done it. And so the things that truly make a change, a legitimate change for our life, next level or next, you know, a, a true graduation right. is going to be a pretty significant change. It's going to be uh, And that's why most of us right? is going to be, that's what you're doing. You're disrupting the ground for right. sure. Because yeah. that's one of the things you mentioned here is that you're getting the soil ready and it releases its energy. Can it be energy and flavor or what is that? Yeah, well, we say flavor because we're wanting to sell the wine that comes from it eventually <laughs> one of these days. And so we talk about the grape truly. Uh, we, we joke about it a little bit when we're, when we're tasting the wine each season and coming up with our own flavor notes. You know, right. we're, it's funny. If, and if you've visited a vineyard or winery, you notice that the person pouring you the wine will say it tastes like everything but grape right? They'll say it's apricots and it's this and it's that, but never grapes. And that's right. obviously what it is. But the truth is the grape, unlike many other fruit, it pulls stuff from the ground that nothing else will. Wow. If you taste cider, cider's great. Apples are great. But you know this, you know this is Apple. apples, cider, heart, right? You can truly taste other things in it. It's, wow. it's very absorbent to right. the ground around it. That's beautiful. Wow. Talk to me about energy management. One of the things we noticed that not just with the vineyard, but the entire farm, specifically with the vineyard, is you have primarily you got roots, uh, the shoots, and well, you got the big long vine, what we'd call the cordon. And then from that are coming the shoots, and then you have fruit, right? One of the things we were taught early on that we learned from the vine dresser was uh, you can send energy to any of those areas, but you can't send energy to all of those areas. Mm. And so yeah. you have to pick and choose the energy or the area in which you want to send the energy. And it all depends on, you know, the life stage of that uh, vine at that time to decide from where. So, you know, I've always been a proponent of time management. You got all kinds of books and calendars and ways to manage your time, but we've you know, we've lived long enough to know I'm, I can make time for something, but I don't know that I'll have the energy when I show up for that thing, right? So right. for me, energy management is the one thing that I truly want to pay attention to. Time management is sort of like math, figures, and, but energy management, you have to pay attention to yourself. Right. I mean, see, I would have never really even thought about it. The vine dresser is actually choosing they're being intentional where they yeah. are sending that energy to. And it's so important and that it can't go to all three. It can't. Well, so technically it could, if you just leave the vine, if you just leave the grapevine alone and don't touch it, but everything's going to be anemic and it's not going to survive any kind of uh, harsh weather. It's not going to survive any, anything, will, anything will take it out and nor will it, I mean, and there'll be like these little bitty grapes or whatever, but it'll be anemic. Mm -hmm. It won't be usable. It will literally be a big, uh, messy bush. 
if you don't tend to it. You also mentioned uh, when you're talking about energy management, two things that are surprising that the consultant comes around and does to the the bus. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, so I was out in the uh, out in the vineyard with her, and uh, one of the first things she did is we were we had planted uh, the little uh, the little shoots a couple of months ahead of time. Then she comes out and is looking at everything, and she grabs them. She starts to pull on them, almost like she's trying to pull them out of the ground. Uh, so she starts to, as the guy who literally uh, was the one putting them in the ground or, or, or helped put them in the ground, my brother and my sister-in-law, my wife is like, what are you doing? You know, did you know what we went through to get those into the ground? And she just said, yeah, I want to rough them up. I think mm. maybe it was the term she used. I got to rough them up. I got to make them work, she said. Um, and she was driving the root down. So. Again, if you just let the, vi- let the root do what it wants to, it's, it's just going to spread out right there just a few inches underneath the top of the soil. But if you make it work and make it like it's working for its life, it'll drive the root further and further down. Um, wow. and, then the, and then she comes through when it was uh, with these little blooms on there, which is anybody that plants anything, you know, that's what you want to see, right? You want to see the bloom because from the bloom comes the fruit. Well, she goes through and starts plucking the blooms off. I mean, just right down through there, plucking the blooms off. And again, it's counterintuitive. And I'm thinking, isn't no, this stop. why we planted this? You know, we planted it for fruit. And she said, because it was its first year. And she said, oh, no, I don't want it. We don't want this thing produced. She said, it will. And there'll be little, little anemic grapes. But remember, if it's throwing its energy into the fruit, at this stage, it's not throwing it somewhere else. And at this stage of its life, we want it going into the roots. We want it driving down. Mm-hmm. So she would go through and pluck the blooms. And then therefore, it's, if it's not going to spend its time or energy in the fruit, like, well, it's going to go somewhere. And then we, we want it to drive down into the roots. So if we let it alone, it would produce, but again, everything is going to be super anemic and probably kill out pretty easy with a, a bad storm or whatever. Let the root drive down and you could have fruit for decades to come. That is just amazing. I can just imagine walking through there and seeing her yanking on the bushes right? Right? and be like, stop yeah. that. Yeah. And, that's, stop. and that's the way we feel, right? When our lives start getting yanked yeah. on, we're like, this isn't fair, right? Life isn't right. fair. Absolutely. And or especially, I think, too, to like maybe a young person or a young couple right. who are so anxious, you know, to like make their mark and uh, take your time, wait. Yeah, you can, you can do all of those things. But well, if you just pace yourself or manage this, this energy and make sure it's, you know, is right. this the best place you could be spending this energy right now? Well, and I love that term that you use, make it work. Everything we, our tendency in life is just to want everything easy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. We, we, we get upset and we want things to flow. We want it easy. And we don't realize that those difficulties, those circumstances, those hardships in our life aren't bad. They're really working as we can uh, change that framework in our mind of how we see the difficulties that we're going through, it really mm-hmm. makes them easier to go through. Wouldn't you? Yes. Agree? Oh yeah. 
I, I, nobody signs up for it. You know, I mean, I don't sign up for the, you know, I want the easy route. Here on the Soul Set Podcast, we are serious about providing tools and resources to help you achieve daily wins. So I want to invite you to go over to our website, Sherry Together, and download our free resource to help you keep on track and maintain your focus in your daily decision-making process. I also wanted to let you know that you can be a part of what we're doing here at SoulSet. We're establishing a supportive community for women who maybe feel daunted and intimidated as they face drawbacks and deterrence in their personal or professional life. We will be teaching strategies and techniques to help them break through many self-imposed barriers. And we're gonna be assisting them through webinars and online courses. We continue to strive to provide value through the Soul Set and Alma Mia podcast, a bilingual production. So you can go over to the Sherry Together website and on the main menu, click on the contribute button. Your gifts are tax deductible. They go through the Win International, a nonprofit organization. I just want to thank those who are already an active part in this endeavor because together, we can change the world one life at a time. So let's get back to today's program. I've lived long enough to know that the greatest uh, lessons you learn, the greatest moments you have is, is because of what you've overcome and uh, right. the, the challenges that you've met. Rarely is, the, is that rich quality, you know, if we're staying with the vine analogy, mm-hmm. rarely is that going found in the easy uh, fruit. It's always in the, it's always in the struggle that you discover something about yourself. Uh, it's always in the, that, uh, that moment that seemed to like, could this take you out? And then you found out that you were more than what you thought you were. Right. And I just think it's, it's amazing. So if you're out there and you're getting shaked up or <laughs> what were, what did you say there? She was shaking up, up yeah. the, the, the bushes, the roots, yeah. the roots your roots are going to deepen and making you work and this is going to work for your good. So I just want you to um, be encouraged by the, the vine. That's one of the lessons. And then also, right. You think, Oh man, you start seeing these fruits as results and and you're like proud of, of not in a bad way. It's like, wow, I finally was able to do this. And then someone comes and plucks at your dream. And once again, that's, what? Uh, it's going to drive you down, and that's what's going to give you depth and richness, and is going to make you unique, as you were yeah. expressing about. Plus, the, you'll be around a lot longer. You know, you, you're going to be in for the uh, long haul, then, right? Uh, yeah, that's good. Most uh, I've read somewhere along the line a long time ago in some sort of business book or whatever that folks who uh, lose it all or go bankrupt, you know, in business ventures right, early right. on. Uh, if they recover, if they will, re- if they'll try it again, usually right. they are, I don't know, exponentially more successful uh, because they went through that loss early on. Just one wow. of the things that we see in life. And so what word of hope would you say to someone who's being yanked at? For me, cause of where my hope lies, uh, I just know that he's got goodness and good, good is going to come from it. I wouldn't sign up for the class, the hardship class. I don't right. sign up for it. But when you find yourself in it, mm-hmm. then you realize that it didn't take the Lord by surprise. 
I'm here, I'm going through this, and it's not for a waste, and it's not just to survive. If, you, if it was just survival, you just leave the plant alone. Right. We want the thing to thrive. We want it to be you know, bountiful, abundantly bountiful. Uh, but you don't get abundance and bountiful uh, with an untested vine. That vine, if you've, seen, you know, if you've been out to the vineyard uh, during certain times, now when you go like at the, toward the end of the season when there's that beautiful canopy and the grapes are there, you know, look picturesque. Mm-hmm. But you go out at other times and it looks like the, it just looks like it's hacked all to pieces. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's cut and pruned and it just like pitiful looking vine. It's that thing is about ready to, to show its glory. Uh, and then just, uh, so to me, just, yeah, if you feel yourself there, take heart. Oh, so Uh, if you feel like a pitiful vine, if you feel like a pitiful vine, you're just coming into your season, right? You're just coming into the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You had also mentioned something about you all having vines that were too young, right? There needs to be an age. Yeah. Can you tell me about yeah, that? Yeah, so for the vine, yeah, primarily you're looking to four to five years before you start. I mean, again, it'll, be, it'll produce right off the bat if that's right. what you want, but that's not what we want. We want quality and we want longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you're looking at four or five years before you actually can use your own grape uh, for its prodigious. It just takes time, unlike the, ah. um, yeah, unlike the stuff you plant every year, that, you know, the tomato plant or right. uh, whatever, but and, it just takes time. And eat, we're just bumping into the same concept of process, time, and patience. And well, so, especially in this day and time, right, when we're all instant, you know, where nanoseconds are, we'll get rid of the app on our phone because it took too long to to upload and but the apple oh. is on our phone so we need to pay attention yes. to it right <laughs> the real apple that's right that's great this is good stuff folks i mean there yeah. are a lot of lessons here i'm listening to change how we have to adapt to change when you have to break into the fallow ground we don't want that breaking into our lives and then we've got the energy management or being tugged at when the blooms are being plucked out and all these, all these things seemed adverse, but everything is with the end in mind, that quality of fruit and then the longevity of the vine. You said it can bear fruit. If it's left to itself, if it's wild, what happens? No, I mean, you're not, it's not going to be usable. Uh, Mm -hmm. It'll, It'll have like all the markings of a grape. You'll know it's a grape vine, right? right? I mean, the other, the foliage, and there'll be this little, you know, almost, yeah, just little grapes, probably larger than a BB, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just going to be anemic. Uh, the roots would not have gr- gone very deep. Oh, so you need deep roots. The right person need the deep roots. The deep roots will help during times of drought. It'll help. Okay, let's go one, one other place here. When we think of soul set, which is positioning your mind, your will, your emotions, and then we consider our roots needing to dive down deep. How would you tell our listener, how, how, does, how do those two relate? The depth of the roots, right? Right. To me, well, whether it's a foundation of a home or anything, I mean, everything, everything is vulnerable to its foundation. 
And those roots are, it's everything. You can uh, hack the vine all to pieces, but as long as the roots aren't damaged, you, you got another shot at it. Right. You damage the roots and the whole thing is over. So to me, it's what's the foundation? You know, if, if the foundation is on me, um, that's a pretty shaky foundation. But if the foundation is, you know, my testimony would be my foundation is upon him. God. So how, so how do you set your soul? How do I set my soul? Um, the farm was really helpful in that, to be quite honest. It taught us a lot of things that we were not expecting. Uh, we were looking for the, I guess, like the lifestyle part of it. But there is something beautiful about the seasons, the rhythm that you begin to discern that as a guy growing up in the suburbs uh, all my life uh, that you just never paid attention to. You know, you get up of a morning and you, you know, the only, the only concern you have about the weather is do I need a raincoat or a sunglasses or whatever. Right. But when you start tending the soil and uh, you've got stuff alive outside, whether it's livestock or fruit trees, all of a sudden you become very interested in the weather <laughs> and what it's going to be doing. And you start paying attention well in advance, not just tomorrow. There's this rhythm that you see in nature. And the beautiful thing about it is there's a lot of margin built in. Nothing, I mean, you may have a storm every once in a while, but there's just a lot of margin built in. There's rarely a day that something has to be done. Now, if you just procrastinate and put it all off, yes. But you've just got this larger margin, you know, this window that says, yeah, let's work on this today. Nothing on the farm, you'll never get it all finished anyway. Right. So if you're one of those checklist people, you know, that like have to have the, it just, there's always stuff to be done. Right. So you have to enjoy, you have to enjoy the process. You got to enjoy the day. If you're only living for harvest, farming, it's going to be miserable. Uh, the agriculture is going to, you got to enjoy the day in and the day out of right. it. Because, A, when harvest comes around, it may not be what you thought. It's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, you know, all these, all these vine growers or all these vineyard guys around here, they know you got this two-week window, you know, and it's such a, it's, you know, to get those grapes off of the vine, it's such an uh, anxious time. Mm. So you have to enjoy everything before it and everything after it. You got to enjoy it. Uh, that was um, my resolution at the beginning of this year was to truly live uh, out what is it, Psalm 118, I think. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Uh, rejoice and be glad in it just to stay in today. Now, there'll be some stuff today that we can, that we'll do today planning for next season, but not to get so overwhelmed with, oh, I got to get, so, I got to make up so much ground that I've lost. Or it. No, you can't get overwhelmed like that. It's just right. today, just live in this day. That's right. The whole process, like you said, right? Because if you're just living for harvest, then it's like you're not happy before. And then harvest isn't what you expect because then it's a lot of work. It may not be. Yep. <laughs> and no, you got to enjoy it all. Yes. Right. When we're young, we want to be older. And then when we're older, we want to be younger. And like that, it's just like everything. When it's winter, we want it to be summer. And right. 
this is good stuff. As a pastor, what would you tell us? How should we consider preparing for our next season? Next season. As a pastor. Well, I would say as a pastor, if if you're not a follower of Jesus, I would encourage you to look into that. And if you are a follower of Jesus, just know that Ephesians 3, I think in 20 and 21, he says, uh, now unto him who is able uh, to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or imagine, according to the power that worketh in you. Uh, And that's not your power. That's his power working in you. And so my encouragement would be to experience letting him, you're his work, you're his masterpiece. Let him uh, do his work in you. When you were um, sharing that, something came to my mind. One of, um, there's four laws that I talk about on soul set. And the first one is the law of connectivity. It's um, Mm. each person needs to define what they believe is their truth. Like you and I, we believe, well, we believe in God. We believe in Jesus. And so that's our point of connection. It's a place where we yeah. find that it nourishes us as, as human beings. It nourishes our mind, our body, our spirit. And so I think that one of the things that Randall is, is speaking to here is, is this. It's like, if you do believe in God, then you need to, what, deepen those roots. There's hardships. If there's things yes. that are coming along, you just need to deepen those roots into that connection to what you believe is real. And so every person needs to decide, right? Because we also have our churches that are filled with people that say something, but then when push comes to shove, is it really, do they really believe it? Is there a reality present in their life? And so I think that what uh, we would be urging you to contemplate and even think is what are you connected to? Because that's what's going to bring the meaning uh, just like we were saying, right? That's that's those roots is where it, all that nutrition is going to be coming up into the vine. And so, right. if you're not yeah. connected to something, your life is just sort of hanging on what something outside of yourself. What is what's going to be? And the the word may be harsh, but it's basically what's going to be that authority for you. You're going to base your decisions on something. Exactly. And if it's simply upon you and your experiences up to that moment, to me, that's just, I would rather base my decisions based upon, for me, the word of God, right? Something outside of myself, because I'm, I'm I've only been here in this moment once. I haven't done this before. I'm not, uh, well, you know. It, right. And when I'm we consider, when we consider ourselves in the scope of the universe, every person is just so small. And so it's, it's yeah, hard so to finite, think that so, exactly. We're so small in yeah. comparison to, to everything. And so definitely when you look out of yourself, everything calls you to look beyond for sure. Yeah. Well, Randall, I just want to thank you so much for taking hey, this time. I really appreciate it. And I uh, am sure that each one of you that have taken the time to listen to this will definitely look at um, the vine and yes. the grapes in a different way uh, as we look at the process uh, that is involved and that we can also be encouraged in, in our lives. So yeah. 
If anyone wants to reach out to you, where's the best place, Randall, to do that? So I'm on uh, Instagram. Is that Randall Anderson? Randall Anderson, VA, as in Virginia. Yeah, oh, okay, there we go. Okay. Um, it's just my private, personal Instagram, but I mean, that'd be a way you could uh, reach me a DM there. The, the content is just me and my life and probably going to be a lot about my grandkid that I just, that we just had. So uh, <laughs> her name is Felicity. There yeah. we go. Nice. <laughs> and that's what life yeah. is about right now, right? At the Anderson that's, home. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it's okay. at. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, and I just want to wish you all a wonderful week, and please reach out and let us know. Reach out to Randall and let him know how this has also been helpful to you. If you've enjoyed today's episode and feel like it's been helpful to you, could you please head over to iTunes Podcast and leave a five-star review? If you've already left a review, please take the time to share this episode with one person. Together we can start the movement one life at a time. Thanks for tuning in today. Please head over and check out our website at sherrytogether.com. And you can find me also at Sherry Together on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Till next time, this is Sherry Belmar signing off. Have a fabulous day.